Texan. This is going to be about religion and politics. It's kind of brought on to me when I chased my dog into the neighbor's backyard and the neighbor came out and talked to me and he was upset with Biden. I could tell right from when he started that this was a passionate upsetness <laughs> that he really believed in. And I was smart enough to not ask questions, but I later tried to rethink it, and I wondered why I couldn't ask him questions about why he was upset with Biden. Did there anything about Biden that he liked? Some kind of, you know, engagement. And I realized that I was reacting like I used to react when I grew up in the fundamentalist religion. And I think there's some connection here. So that's kind of what I'm going to wonder through here. And I'm, I'm also trying to develop my... Uh, video skills. I'm mostly concentrating on YouTube now and my podcast kind of gets left over. But I'm trying to figure out, you know, not only some questions that are tough for me, but trying to get some video skills to help me do a better job of it. So this is part one of three and I'm going to try to patch these three videos back together and talk about politics and religion. And this is Introduction. Yo, this is the ancient Texan. Hopefully, I'm staying in that little magic box below. We're going to talk about religion. I can't write very well, apparently. When I was growing up, I was part of the Church of Christ. The conservative branch. We're fundamentalists. We are a group. You might even call us a cult. 
And we were lucky enough that we had this book that we called the Bible. And we said it was the word of God. So we had the truth. That was lucky for us. And we had an opinion about our tribe. Since we had the truth, we felt obliged to share it. So we we would send out the word of God to all the heathens in the world, hoping that they would believe. That was the number one requirement to be part of the group. If you didn't believe something, the group would talk to you and help you with your belief. We had a hero, of course, named Jesus. And we would tell these heathen heretics. I don't know if I know how to spell heretics. We would tell the heretics of the world about Jesus. That's part of our, I am the word and the word is with me and the word is God or something like that. Now these people, we divided them into two categories, good people and bad people. How could you tell the difference? The ones that listened to our message and believed it, those were the good people. And they became part of the believers. The bad people, those are the ones, no matter how much you talk to them, they didn't believe you. So they were evil. Bad. Because they didn't believe. Believing is essential. And they simply didn't do it. So. Now let's look at another group that I'm a part of. I'm part of a group. That calls themselves Democrats. Actually, I'm part of the Green Party that sympathizes with the Democrats more than the Republicans. But for the point of this discussion, I'm a Democrat. Belong to that group. And just like my church, we have the truth. And we go out and have meetings. We used to our preacher used to come to the church and stand behind a pulpit. These days, I think most Democrats come on TV, internet, rallies, those kind of things. And the Democrats have their message 
some variations, like you might have the Bernie Sanders message or the Obama message or the Kamala Harris message, but they generally fall in the same, like my church had different preachers that would come. They have a little bit different sermon, but they were all part of the Church of Christ. So Democrats are kind of lucky, like my church, they were given the truth. And they spread this. And we spread our word out to the people. And the ones that believe us and join our party, well, it's just like before. They're the good people. The ones that don't believe us, those are the Republicans. Now, another thing about religion is you got your Bible and all the books of the Bible. And a church has all its stuff that it believes in. It has a whole bunch of bullet points. And you need to believe in all these or somebody from the church will come talk to you and tell you why you're thinking wrong. Well, Democrats do the same thing. They have like their view on abortion. And that view is strictly from the point of view of the mother and her rights. There's no discussion of baby rights or if it is, it's what's being aborted is not a baby yet. Kind of just superficial on that point, but got their rights. Gun control. Well, again, this is from the point of view of the bad guys with guns. Don't hear them worrying too much about the hunter that doesn't have its rights, although they will give a little note, a footnote about that. Taxes. They're mostly kind of for taxes on the rich people. And high taxes on corporate. And if you don't believe that, some Democrat will come out to you and point that out to you. What else is the green? If we do do something about green, the world is going to end. World will end. And this is the most important problem in the world. It's an existential, existential problem. You know what I'm trying to say. Well, nuclear bombs, I think, is like the gold standard. But that's only got into their vocabulary recently. 
And I think if you compare the two, you'll find out that, nope. Also, if it's green, there's only one way. We only had one way, too, in the church. We had the truth. And there was one way of, of getting there. It was a narrow road that most people couldn't find. Well, Democrats are kind of about that with green. There's only one way to get there, which I've talked about before. And if you don't get there right away, or if you put any priority on any other problem, then, uh, well, you don't, you're not a true believer. Oh, what are the other hot issues? Well, you probably know them all. Republicans probably have their hot issues, but we're today taking the point of view that we are the party of truth. The party that walks the narrow road of perfection. And our duty as a, you know, advocate of this thing is not to listen to the Republicans. We don't listen or try to find common ground. Or compromise. Nope, because we have the truth. And if you've got the truth, then compromise just dilutes your truth. Hmm. Put another thing on here. Immigrants. We are against these things called walls. We are against walls. And we are for something. I'm not too sure what we are for, but we are definitely against walls. And anybody that advocates walls, well, They don't have the truth. We're also for things like Black Lives Matter. And we're not for stuff like, you know that guy that wrote the book, Hillbilly Elegy? You know, his point of view that some white people have had it pretty bad and we gutted our country by sending all the production to China and all the people lost their jobs. They're white, so they're privileged. So it doesn't really matter about them because they're already privileged and just losing their jobs and stuff isn't enough. Their pain is not good enough pain. 
they're definitely counted privileged because they belong to a group, whites, and white males are a proxy for privilege. And individual cases inside of that proxy don't matter. So, see, Democrats know all this stuff because they have the truth. Anyway, I, th I think we could go on about how the Democratic Party to me, and I could have done the same thing on the flip side, but I don't know their arguments as well. I don't have the Republican truth. You could see how these arguments to me sound very much like how I was raised in the Church of Christ, and I was there till I was 30 years old, filled in for the preacher. Uh, for a long time, I was still looked like a true believer, but I had become a not a hypocrite, but um, kind of a reverse hypocrite. I did what I was supposed to. I just didn't believe what I was saying anymore. And I believe I've misspelled elegy there. You guys can fix it. So to me, religion and politics looks a lot like the same. My neighbor, when he came out and was all upset about Biden, looked like someone that had the truth. Wasn't ready, really able. See, he obviously didn't go to the right church and listen to the right sermons. Because we have delivered the truth. Rachel Maddow is one of our is one of our preachers. And she sends out the truth. To the other side heretics, the unbelievers. And when they get the message, the good ones will come back over here and become believers. We don't need to listen to whatever they're saying or whatever their viewpoint is because that's not how the system works. You send out the truth the good ones hear it, believe it, and come over to our side. That's kind of how we do it. In the Democratic Party, it's how we do it in America. We tell all the other countries, we're the chosen. We're the most excellent people. And the rest of the people should get on board. Anyway, that's, that's how it works. In case you don't know, this is what this YouTube broadcast is for. <laughs> anyway, I hope you have a good one. I I'm, think I'm going to do a little close-up video on here. I'm still trying to learn how to play, do these video things, but we're working on it. This is the Yo, this is the ancient Texan. Let's close out this...
video on religion as politics, politics is religion. I was listening to this morning, actually I was reading, uh, who's the guy that does the commentary on uh, PBS, David Brooks. I was reading an article about, from him this morning. And he's talking about how we're on a razor edge, you know, between half of us are Democrats and half of us are Republicans. And there's independents kind of like me that, you know, but you don't really have a choice. You have to pick one of the two parties and there's sub-parties and all that kind of stuff. But there's one real big thing that's a predictor of which party you're going to be in. know what it is education yeah it's not foolproof but in general the Democrats represent educated people and the Republicans represent working class and a lot of the stuff the Democrats do is for the good of the working class. So it's ironic that the Republicans pick up most of the working class and the uneducated. So I don't think this is about message. I think this is about relationships. I think educated people I'm one of them, tend to have our nose in the air, and we do a lot more talking than listening. We send out the truth and expect the other side to hear it and come over and be believers. I don't think we spend much time listening Republicans and what their concerns are and the working class. So I think we just make up stuff in our head that we think they should listen to and we tell them what's important because we have the truth again. And I think what we do is we treat what we have like it's a religion it's the truth and if they will only listen to us it will set them free but the problem is we haven't done much listening so I suspect most of our talking is not about stuff they care about and we also do a lot of, you know, look, looking down and taking positions that are, you know, become the gospel, like defunding the police. That was stupid. The wall. We made fun of building a wall. And yet, 
don't most of us believe that we should control immigration and it should be a process but it was easy to make fun of Trump and his wall and so we belittled Trump we belittled the wall and we belittled the idea of controlling immigration and having it as a logical process that occurs instead of chaos. And to a lot of uneducated, I suspect that was really sounded stupid. Trump picked a symbol and stuck with it and his message got across crystal clear. We belittled the messenger and did not take his message seriously. And I think a lot of Republicans listening to that uh, thought we were idiots. Educated idiots. I'm just using that as an example. But I think I'm on to something here. I think we have to start listening to the other side. I read Hillbilly Elegy. I recommended that at our church, and they told me how bad that guy was. I don't identify completely with Hillbilly Elegy, but there's a lot of Hillbilly Elegy in my past. And I've never quite been able to move away from being poor in my head. <laughs> I've moved away from it real well in my economics. I made a lot of money, but have not necessarily used it wisely. A lot of my gut reactions to stuff that the Democratic Party says and advocates um, is negative because in my head I still kind of identify with the working class poor. My dad was an automobile, automobile mechanic. My mom worked in nursing homes. My parents were, my dad finished the 11th grade my mom, the eighth grade, we did the church thing all the time. Uh, and, and for poor people without an education, they did a pretty good job educating themselves. And so most things that we preach as Democrats is reacted to from a gut level. And if you put it in the language of the educated elite that often sounds like it's looking down on the uneducated Republicans, um, 
I don't really think your words matter much after that. The feeling that you have that comes out of your gut and is transferred to their gut, their gut reaction of your snobbery, our snobbery, um, they feel it. I don't think your logic much matters after that. That's not how a religion works. And I don't think on many of the issues we have a serious discussion. We know the answer and we don't even know the other side's point of view. Wall's a classic example. What if we had acknowledged the fundamental idea behind a wall that you need to control immigration. We made it about Trump being hateful and wanting to hurt the people coming across the wall. But I'm not sure that most people heard it that way. I think we took pride in making fun of Trump and how simplistic his viewpoint is idea was simplistic but it also cut right to the bone and expressed his opinion and it's an opinion that I think everybody should have a little bit of that we need to control the immigration process yeah we need to be kind and treat people well that come across and you know do due process and all that kind of stuff and we need to change the immigration law but we don't start by making fun of the other person's point of view especially when they've made it so clear and easy for their side to follow defund the police yeah police have done bad stuff but to take that you know that that became a race uh, statement. Defund the police was white policemen are racist and therefore they should be defunded. Well, yep, I'm sure there's a lot of racist cops. There's a lot of them, though. They're doing the best they can. Uh, and they're important to keep in our society you know, from unraveling at the seams. So need improvement? Yes. But to take up an irresponsible phrase like defund the police and then it become the religion of the Democratic Party? Look at the difference between build the wall and defund the police. One is a fundamentally sound idea that we need to control immigration not let it just be a free-for-all and the other is that its core a ridiculous idea and yet both became religions of their two parties and the phrase conveyed a feeling, a gut reaction. 
And even when we reacted to the wall rhetoric, we weren't reacting on a logical basis. We were reacting like someone, we're, like we were talking to someone that didn't have the religion, our religion. Defund the police, that was not a logical sentence. That was a religious statement of position. And it got decoded on the other side as being stupid. Educated people coming up with really stupid ideas. Oh, I'm not going to go into a bunch more of them, but I agree for the most part with what the Democratic Party stands for. I think there's a lot of important issues that are not high enough up on their agenda. And I think there's way too many, like the green right now as we've gone religious mode on going green. And when we go religious mode, we use, lose the working class. So, this is kind of a, you know, plea to not go religious mode and to listen more, talk less when you're talking to a Republican friend. And if you're going to have, I hear the word at my place I go to church or fellowship quite often. I hear the word Republican, and it sounds, the way that comes, rolls out of their mouth, that sounds like heretic, sinner, either, unsaved. My wife tells me I'm a lot more sensitive to people's feelings and their guts, gut reactions than most people. And since I still grew up with a working class poor, I still have a gut reactions when Democrats talk. Now, I eventually kind of come around. My logic and education helps me roll past it. But... I have a gut reaction so often when Democrats open their mouth. My childhood upbringing and most of my early life, up to 30, maybe 25, 30, uh, was on that side. And that's, my emotions are stuck there. Logic in my brain's moved on, but I can tell you a lot of what comes out of the Democrats' mouth sounds like a religious proclamation. I'll leave you with that. Then, um, Got another podcast I'm working on about money. Wow. A two-hour documentary on uh, YouTube about 
money creation in Britain. Very similar here, and it's very bad for working people. Yo, this is the Ancient Texan. I just wanted to add one footnote to this podcast. Um, I was mostly talking about on both sides of the thing, people that are still reasonable. Um, I kind of exclude the crazies from this discussion. And you can tell who the crazies are on either side. They're the ones screaming at you, at everyone else, and they're not listening. Um, if they're screaming, they're probably crazies, and they may be part of the group that's kind of treasonous, um, that are actually trying to break the American system, like the January 6th people, and election deniers and all that. Those people have lost touch with reality they're treasonous. They're traitors to America. So let me put that out on the table. So everything I said about, you know, politics is like a religion. I think I was mainly talking about people that are, you know, like Liz Cheney would be, a, I'd vote for her, even though she's a Republican. She stood up for what's right. And she didn't want to stand for reality. So that's kind of the exception.